Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined once again by Tarlin Ray. We're going to look back on the year that was. 2022 is soon to be in our rearview mirrors. Right now, I want to know what's going on in your world, Tarlin. It's been a little while. How are you doing this morning? It has been a while. Last pod of the year. I always say that it's we should tape the first 27 minutes. We've been on, not on air, but just chatting for 27 minutes. Yeah. And then you just said, I'm going to hit record. And I said, well, hey, what are we talking about? And you said, well, I sent you a thing. I go, I didn't read it. And you go, well, I, okay, I'll just take your lead. So that was one. Yeah. Two, I just have a brief story. And then I'm going to flip the script for a minute. Yeah. Because I do want to bring to the surface the conversation we were having when we first got on air. I think it's important to have this with our audience. Okay. But before I get there, you often say, you know, you're a humble person. Does flattery get you anywhere? Are you narcissistic? Yeah. When you think about how hard it is to get a job or to break through, you could go the route of just sending out a ton of resumes. You could go the traditional route of going through the recruiter for an organization yeah. and then hoping. But I will say I had someone who not only went through that path, but then triangulated and found the three to four people potentially tied to that role and sent out really detailed cover letters about why they're really excited about the role. And the one I got. Personalized cover letters. But beyond personalized, like yeah. deep, deep cuts. Okay. And the one I got, and there was only one line, and it's, I'm not the hiring manager, but I at least, and I'm definitely tied to it. The one line was, and I love listening to your podcast. Ah. I feel like I already know you. And it was yeah. like, there were no more words on the page. Yeah. <laughs> I forwarded like, well, we at least got to, you know, got to lease. I'm just making, I, I'm not the hiring manager, but you should at least, you know. Right. Just read this. It's sure. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I realized yeah. for someone, we all, it's all about me. Yeah. I always say no one, no one's thinking about you, but when someone just the one of the many, but when someone says they actually listen, it, it sort of, you know, yeah. it got me. For those of you looking for tactics and ploys that work with Tarlin, you heard it here first. Talk to him about how you love listening to the podcast and thank you for listening. Last, because they're always, I have a story at the top. I yeah. really, I want people to hear your breakfast dilemma. And can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? I had a very disappointing spinach wrap. I was hoping that the spinach wrap could become my new go-to breakfast sandwich. I am in the market, by the way. So, you know, hit us up at Running It Back FM on Twitter. Find us. We're also at runningitback.fm. If you have recommendations for breakfast sandwich, it doesn't have to be a sandwich, you know, but it, preferably like a wrap is nice because it's something you want to be able to do with one hand. You're burrito, trying to have no Burrito-like delivery is, is, is helpful, not required. You so know, the bread a, is the, is the holder of the, of the stuff. Yes. And then the spinach wrap, Incredible. you know, it, what I liked about it was it had some healthy notes, you know, it's uh, egg whites and turkey. So like you got a nice foundation of protein there. And you have a green, green, green outside, so it must be good for you. Better than ciabatta with egg and cheese, you know, which I still love, you know, but I'm seeing other sandwiches at this point. And if folks have ideas, 
please hit me up. The other thing, Do the just, other sandwiches know that you, you're on. I am our on the show air. saying that yeah. you're seeing other sandwiches. I'm but just, keep I'm going. Why field. was the I'm sandwich not playing not the field? Good. It was just too dry, just too dry. You know, and I could have. I was thinking about. I could have asked. I'm for choking sal- right now just thinking about that. I could have asked for a salsa. I could have, you know, but I figured if it's on the menu, give it to me the way that it's on the menu, and I can see if it's okay that way. But where did you get than, the wrap? I'm always I'm also confused by the place. You said you got it a wrap from it's, the uh, it's from Baked in Brooklyn, Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. and 25th Street, Baked in Brooklyn, bringing Brooklyn's baked items since 1972. I'm not sure if that's they were since 1972, but they are they're my go to. I walked to I walked to the bakery. Anyway, it was nice. I got I got some protein. I just didn't get enough savory joy. I want more savory joy in my life. We'll figure it out. So we're looking for recommendations. Please send in. I'm worried about Mike. I'm not used to him playing the field either. So this is a little uncomfortable watching this happen. But we're talking about savoring things. It's time to savor the year, Tarlin. It's time to look back. Look at that transition. That's why he's the, close. At the vintage. You know, we have the bottle is going on the shelf. It's going to maybe it'll age in our memory a little bit. We look back at the past on this show. But part of what we're doing right now is just looking back at the recent past. 2022 we did some episodes we talked about some things and the world of sports continued to to give us plenty of stuff to learn lessons from what are your initial thoughts looking back on 2022 i was really focused on and there's a ton of individuals and maybe recency bias because some of the things that are happened at the end of this year but folks like aaron judge who made a massive bet on himself was offered a contract going to season seven year 213.5 million turns it down and then at in receives a nine year 360 million dollar contract so 150 million dollar spread 60, there. 62 home runs later sure but the 62 because you look at it this year 62 home runs first in the league 311 batting average 131 rbis was first and ops of 1.111 he had never hit 300 in a season yeah he hit 52 home runs once, and that was five years prior. After that, he only hit 39. And the highest RBI total was 117 before this year. So it's a massive bet on yourself. And to outperform in a year when you have all that pressure, playing for the Yankees, getting the Yankees in the playoffs, I, I just, those are some stones on them. Playoffs? Well, playoffs. We talk about playoffs. We talk about betting on yourself and injuries happen in sports, but I just, I got a lot of respect for what Aaron Judge did, the way he handled himself, the way he shook the Yankees to actually give him more money by showing up in San Diego a day before he actually signed his contract and staying true um, to who he is. That's a, I I celebrate, and maybe I'm always on the side of the player, and player agency, I celebrate what Judge did this year. It's truly, truly over the top. Yeah, it's interesting. The The counterexample now might be Lamar Jackson, who is in a similar situation. More injuries happened in the NFL, and he's now battling through some injuries. So it is an interesting flip side. The counterpoint to that, of course, is that the quarterback position in the NFL can likely still command that salary, but it is risky when you bet on yourself. And it's important to to think about both the upside and the downside. It's good to 
to talk about the wins, but then also be thoughtful about those who are going through some of the rougher side of that equation. It also be thoughtful about the sports you're playing. Mm-hmm. And he's a running quarterback. Yeah. Who has taken hits. Yeah. And, and injured. So mm-hmm. you play it and say, I will take more guaranteed money because I, I missed three to four games the prior year. Yeah. So I think baseball don't see many catastrophic injuries. Yeah. They see more, a little more in the NBA, but NFL yeah. is not for long for a reason. Yes. Totally. I want Lamar to win, but it's not surprising. He's mm-hmm. not the biggest dude that he puts his body on the line and they're yeah. willing to run an offense where they're going to put him out there to get a little dinged. Yeah. And then the flip side on Judge, just to close out on baseball, is also a position player because pitchers in baseball are super delicate, fragile beings. Speaking of which, Jacob deGrom, wish you nothing but the best getting eight to 12 starts in in a good year. We'll miss, we'll miss you deeply. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I shared that. So but, much about Sanger. But going from football to the beautiful game, football, this year is also the year of the World Cup. We're not done yet, but if we're talking about stories and we're talking about global impact of sports stories, we have the Clash of the Titans, the colossal matchup, colossal in Qatar. No alcohol. No alcohol, questionable tactics of their government. The Grant Wall story, definitely something for us to talk about. Also, Brittany Griner, something for us to talk about. But the World Cup taking the stage when it does right now at the end of the year and for the final to be Messi versus Mbappe. I I did listen. How do you pronounce? I I listened to the video. Mbappe. Mbappe. There's an an excellent goof for a reason. I took my four-year-old to the pub after preschool to watch Mbappe and France defeat Algeria. We caught the second half. The place opened at three. I think Matthew's old enough to have a little Guinness. It was cold. It was cold, but, you know, enclosed and outdoors watching the game. Daddy had a beer. He liked the mac and cheese. It was delightful. But I was teaching my son how to say suddenly in a public setting, Mbappe, Mbappe. By the end, he was going, Mbappe with me. It was very exciting. But anyway, it is, it is the old goat versus the new. It is either Messi solidifying his legacy as among the all-time greats or Mbappe winning his second cup in a row before age 25, the likes of which we have not seen since a gentleman I like to call Pelé. <laughs> Brazil, 1958 and 62 team. This, I mean, is, Messi, an ep- n- this is an third, epic final. This is Messi third, third top scorer all time. He averages 0.79 goals per game. You can look at the petulant child in Ronaldo who showed himself uh, in this World Cup as he got benched. He was pouting. He has the most goals ever, but 0.71 goals per game. So Messi is still the guy. Messi Father World time. Cup. Father time is still undefeated, but I Messi know, 30, may be vindicated at 35 versus the rising talent. Of- but even better, the golden boot top scorer, it's mm. between Messi, Messi and Mbappe, mm. five, five goals. They're not limping in. They both, I mean, Messi had a, an assist of the tourney. I cannot remember the defender's name, but put him in the spin cycle. Yeah. At that point, they are still most say the best defender at that World Cup. Mm. To put it on his teammate's foot for an easy goal. So it's going to be, it's pretty amazing. France to repeat 
crazy hasn't been done since 62, as you said. And Messi has had so much heartbreak in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. With these two players, I am struggling to pick a side. Yeah. Because Messi, to me, is like the Fed in tennis. I just, I appreciate Messi's demeanor, the way he yeah. goes about things. For a second, I thought you meant the Federal Reserve and a shout out to Janet Yellen. I didn't know where you were going exactly, but that Federer got you. And not K-Fed, whole different thing, Brittany. Right. That right. goes way back. Yes. This, that's for your older, the older crowd. Yeah, sure. Oops, I did it again. So I really, until the game's tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm not mistaken. I, I'm uh, flip-flopping. I will, I hope for a great game. I want both players to play well. If I had to, because Mbappe is still under 25, I think I want Messi to. Yeah. I think I want Messi to take it down to be, it'll just be two guys in the GOAT conversation, Pele and Messi. Yeah. Well, and then I guess maybe a, a, a macro theme for 2022 has been old GOATs versus new ones and hanging it up, knowing when to hang it up. We talked about the GOAT quarterback, arguably, that's my quarterback, Tom Brady. Not looking so spry, looking a little spry because he's 45. Spry is a word generally for old people. Like he still got his action together okay. But then these young upstart kids, these hurdies, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the NFL draft comes in head to head, knocks Tom out. Meanwhile, what's going on with Messi? Meanwhile, Serena and Federer retired this year. It was a bit of a changing of the guard, passing of the torch. Steph Curry kind of in between there a little bit towards the back end of his career, showing he's got some legs still under him, although he just hurt his shoulder in the 30s, about the same that means, age as that means, Messi. That means he's still got his legs. He just has not his shoulder. It's a fair point. But thoughts on that? Thoughts on Yeah, I want to go back to Brady. Yeah. Remember, Brady, I don't remember exactly which round he was drafted in, but talk about irrelevant and going back to his combine seventh pick. round, Seventh round, I believe. Okay. So then Mr. Irrelevant, the seventh round, the last pick in the draft, as you said, beat the Bucks and Tom Brady. And that offense is horrible. Anyone who has any buck on their fantasy team, which I might, Leonard Fournette, it's three yards in a cloud of dust. But to have Brock Purdy and like, who's this guy? Brock Purdy was Gatorade football player of the year in Arizona. Great first name. Team, first team. Oh, yeah. Brock Richard Purdy. Yeah. First team, all Big 12, two years running. He teamed up with Brees Hall, who was a standout running back for the Jets. He played yes. towards the yell. Yeah. So that was a dominant team. Didn't show up in the record books for two years at Iowa State, but a dominant team. Then he's sitting behind Trey Lance, who the San Francisco 49ers moved up three spots or multiple spots in the 2021 draft. And we can get back to Justin Fields because in that draft and went Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson, which I want to talk about, and Trey Lance. And so he's sitting behind Trey Lance, who gets hurt. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, who the 49ers didn't want and were trying to trade, yet brought him back. Then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And then Brock Purdy. And people are saying he's got so much moxie. Yeah. He has so much belief in himself. And some say he is actually running the offense better right now with Purdy than we were, than Garoppolo was running a team. He, so might, he, even, he might even have a little chutzpah. To go with it's that moxie. Got a lot of yeah. If your name is Purdy, you got to have some chutzpah. So it goes to, we always talk about how do you measure talent? 
How do you look at the intangibles? Would you ever think this guy could play? I think they're giving Purdy a chance and putting the right system around him, but I really have to also look at Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. They have rolled multiple running backs through are hurt. Their defensive line is hurt. The quarterback's hurt. They just lost their star wide receiver and they're still rolling. So I just think about the dynamics of trading up to get a player, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo there last year, knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo, is, he's going to be gone. Then you anoint Trey Lance, he gets hurt. You figure out a way to still, still have really direct conversation with Garoppolo and he's playing for the team while all the time, at the same time, developing the Mr. Relevant on the team and you see something in them. So yeah. it just goes to leadership. It goes to uh, creating an environment where the only way this works is if they're having direct communications with one another. Shout out to Kim Scott and Radical Candor. You got to have some Radical Candor in order to drive a team. So I actually am looking at the Brady, you're an old man. I think you went back because you were you knew you were about to get divorced. You just want to yeah. not be dealing with the home stuff. Yeah. Huge ups to Purdy. You got your shot. You believe in yourself and it's not like you're a scrub. You you played yeah. big time college football and you were the man in Arizona. But I give it up for Kyle Shannon's ability to see the talent in front of him and then craft an offense and a team and a defense around what he has. To just build on that, first thought is offense wins games, defense wins championships. Last I but, checked, but, the San Francisco 49ers have a pretty good defense. But do you have a list of phrases in front of you, or is that just your my brain? My tactics are confidential, although hit me up, Mike at Palmer.media, if you're interested in my consulting services, I am, I am available. It's a system, though, Tarlin. The system includes defense. Purdy's demonstrating he's a good system quarterback. He can fit into this really dominant system. Offensive firepower, even losing Debo, they still have... Kittle, who's transcendent, and McCaffrey as two real offensive. I hate the name weapons. system person. Brad Johnson was a system quarterback. I'm not, I'm oh, not done. Because I'm saying Purdy fitting into a system is demonstrating the skills and the capabilities to fit into that system and be a really good system quarterback for this special system. It's complex. There's a lot of reads and moving pieces, and he's demonstrating at a young age that he can adapt and adjust to that. As opposed to the other quarterback that we wanted to talk, well, there's several. We also did want to talk about Zach Wilson, unfortunately. But before we get to him, Justin Fields is a counterpoint to a system. It depends on the system you're entering into. And then it also raises the question around at what point should the system be tailored to the talent, which is what we've been advocating since we started talking about this when Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Zach Wilson were all drafted. We talked a lot about those quarterbacks. I know when you're talking about quarterback narratives, Justin Fields, to quote the great Terrell Owens. That's my quarterback. For you. 100%. So the reason I have an issue with the system, saying you're a system quarterback, is you should always build the system around the talent that you have in front of you. So Larry Brown, we did the Redeem team. He was running his system and none of those players that got wiped out fit his system. That's why you got to focus on the leaders. It takes a lot of guts to be a leader to say, it's either my way or the highway, or I'm going to be more collaborative. I'm going to try to read who the people are in the locker room and I'm going to try something new 
Because without that, I, the guys that are sitting there won't fit the thing that I used to do three years ago. That's hard to do. Change, change is hard. Justin Fields was seen as a bust last mm -hmm. year. Four games into this season, there was an article written that he's the worst passing quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. His stats right now, passing, 1,896 yards, that's ranked 27. 13 TDs, that's 20th. 10 interceptions, it's ranked 28th. And he's been sacked. 40 times. So you can look at that and say, what a bust. But he's also number nine in rushing. Not as for quarterbacks. That's for everyone with mm -hmm. 905 yards, eight TDs. So he's 21 total TDs and a QBR ranking of 58.2, which is 11th in the whole NFL. And he's missed games. Some of those stats... He'd be in a tougher spot to rack up touchdowns and other things. He's been hurt for part of the season. He hasn't started all these games. And once again, Justin Fields, if Purdy had put up some numbers, Justin Fields, his whole life has been a stud, including showing out at Ohio State. Yeah. So we were always just, we we're apoplectic. Like, how could this guy fall? The thing that got me this year with Justin Fields, and he's playing better and they're still three and 10. They got to get more talent, more people around them. Chase Claypool trade from Pittsburgh is not doing anything. That guy's going to catch yeah. three balls for 18 like he did in Pittsburgh. Mm. I'm glad everyone went, ran out and got spent 20, 20 waiver dollars. And give me a break. He's an easy fantasy pickup because he's got the name Chase Claypool. Two years, two years ago, he had like seven TDs in four games. Everyone's remembering that. He's garbage. In a game against the Falcons a few weeks ago, the Bears lost 27-24. And... Fields went into the locker room and apologized to the defense for not doing more because they had done everything they needed to do to win a game. So not only do you have the guy who literally off the tape, 4440, rocket of an arm, yet he fell in the draft. But you can't teach accountability. He's got that whole locker room because he takes it upon himself. To with whatever he has, he takes it personally, including playing through. It's the game he got hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the game he got hurt. Now, let's go to Zach Wilson. Yeah. And I'm sorry, my roommate from college, massive Jets fan, and he is beyond beside himself that Zach Wilson is under center this weekend. Yeah. He cannot. Well, shout out, shout out to Mike White, the Brock Purdy of the Meadowlands. Yes. Zach Wilson, number two pick, put up some numbers, BYU. But all of a sudden, the darling of the draft. What are his stats? And granted, he got benched. 1,279 passing yards, 23rd in NFL. Only four TDs, five interceptions, and a 43.2 QBR. Let's just go real quick. I'll go back to Zach. The number one pick in the draft, Trevor Lawrence. More passing yards than Fields, 3,200. He's starting 20 to, TDs. He's starting 20, to ball a little bit. He's starting to ball. Field still has a higher QBR rating than Trevor yeah. Lawrence. So no hate on Trevor. I'm just saying, Field's just talented. One last thought on Trevor Lawrence is we do have to allow him the Urban Meyer hangover for the next 100%. 100%. four or five years. He got, he got more here. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a baller. Zach Wilson, he has, you talk about 49ers have a great D, the Jets have a great D. Yeah. Zach Wilson in the game, they lost to the Pats 10-3 and was asked point blank, should the offense, he and the offense have done more. And he said, no. What? Yeah. So three, three points. What, is it, what are you doing? Your clock scored three points. And he was similarly, he was dismissed. He was benched after that. Yeah. He actually was inactive 
for yeah. a couple of games. You got the Flacco time again. Yeah. You love the standing statue, just dropping balls to the Garrett Wilsons of the world. But how do you, what, what could you not see in the interview process? What did he do at BYU yeah. where he, you said, this is my leader. This right. is my guy. I don't even know how we got on this. You know, this was going to be a trigger for me. But I just, it's, it goes to show it's another example. And you got to look at an assessment of an individual beyond the stats, where they're playing, who they play against, yeah. how they deal with adversity, mm. how they treat other people, the things they say versus the things they do. You would have seen that Justin Field is the dude. Yeah, but yeah. then it takes work to manage transcendent talent, particularly when it doesn't fit a mold. And just closing off on the systems quarterback idea, frequently the guys who have to break through, even Tom Brady, who's not athletically transcendent in the way that you could measure in the combine, they need the chance to play the game. And in those opportunities, they, Is play, that why the they play the game. They play to win the game and they play within the confines of the structure of the position, traditionally the pocket. And that is really ultimately what we're talking about a lot of times. It's like who can fit within the old school model of the quarterback's responsibilities versus who is transcending that into a new model quarterback. If you think about Mahomes or Josh Allen or even Aaron Rodgers. And then beyond that is more this newer model, which is even more of a running quarterback. And that also gets you to Jalen Hurts. We mentioned Lamar. And then Justin Fields may be at the top of the class in terms of just the pure running capability from the quarterback position. It does seem as though the systems themselves need to mature to be able to leverage the new talents that we're able to identify. It's almost like the old school model of the quarterback that I would still argue Purdy is Purdy and Mike White are great examples of that where Guys are just trained up and ready to get in there, and it, you're not going to tailor to the talent. The talent is going to fit the system. There's a lot of skill in maximizing your potential within a system that I think some people do, and that's why I'd recognize that. And then they have the moxie and the transcendence and all the other stuff. But then the flip side is like the systems themselves, which I don't think is true of the 49ers and Shanahan, but the systems themselves really need to be much more creative, imaginative, and flexible to tailor to the talent. And I think that's a really interesting, there's a lot to talk about in this. I, I know we're tight on time, Tarlin. Too. Let me say, I'll, and maybe that's where I lead. And we're going to be covering folks that are more innovative, entrepreneurial. You know, mm -hmm. shout out. Yeah. Pour one out to, for Mike Leach, the air raid system. Yeah. Coach at Mississippi State, but really change the way offenses are played. Mike Martz is of the world, the greatest show on turf for the Rams. Yeah. I would even put right now someone who is looking at the field a different way, Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. I'm not, you're not swack. Jackson State, who is now the coach of Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah. Who sat with his players and it was amazing to see the way he authentically connects with his players. Yeah. And he says, a coach, you either get elevated or you get terminated. And so he is looking at the world and the yeah. college football in a different way. He's going to raid the transfer portal. And I have dollars will be flowing all over Colorado. That's true. That team is going to ball out because Dion is a different coach. He's not necessarily looking just at the model 
and the yeah. way that coaching happens in college today, he is going to change it because he's innovative, he's creative, he's walking to his own beat. Yeah. And so I, I respond to those players and I respond. That's why I give a lot of props. And I know Kyle Shan has cobbled, cobbled together a lot of the West Coast and all these things, but he's still his own dude. Yeah. And it's those people and those players that I want to celebrate and pick at because that's how change happens. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And to me, it reminds me of the old statement, you're playing the lines, I'm playing the stadium. The whole arena is what I see. But then we wanted to hit quickly on Stuff as the year wraps up, Brittany Griner is coming home. There was interesting blowback there. Yeah, yeah. And I think the topics, it's a challenging one. It caused backlash, not necessarily surprising. There is a history of protest. I was trying to analogize Brittany Griner. Obviously, there's the, the Kaepernick was one connection that had been made to her earlier in her career, as well as Rodman, frankly. But then I started thinking Muhammad Ali as an interesting corollary also because i want you to eventually watch the pbs 2023 doc series which is nine the nine nine hour series highly recommended highly recommended but the idea that ali was unpopular because of his stance on the vietnam war and was willing to kind of take some of that heat obviously bg much more complexity to the story and the way it can be interpreted but the idea of taking the heat just like Ali never served time, but he lost his championship belts and was on the path to going to jail, wound up ultimately not going to jail. But his suffering and what he went through on a global stage and became someone everyone was paying attention to, that was one connection I could make. I nothing big on beat. I mean, it's huge that she came home. Obviously, we have some other Americans that have been there a while. Yeah. There are individuals as an openly gay woman to pick her as the one to come home versus some other Americans that caused some issues. I mean, I was chatting with folks like uh, saying, if I'm Brittany Grind, I don't know the next time I'm leaving the country. I mean, it's yeah. a crazy experience for her to spend 10 months Unbelievable. locked up and another two months in a facility that none of us would want to want to be in so yeah. really over time she's going to play for the mercury this year her first time on the court she dunked curious to see what she actually says says about the experience when i closing out 2022 same way i want to focus on change and innovators in 2023 i'm also i have a deep interest in chemistry and especially seeing how that plays out in the nba yeah we know that draymond green sucker punch Jordan Poole in practice before the season started and the Golden State Warriors are under 500. Curry is going to be out for weeks. Luckily, he's, he's avoided surgery. And there's something off with that team. They lost some vets, but it's not the same. So there's chemistry. You would think that the Nets would crumble with Kyrie and all of his controversy. They let go of the leader in Nash. And Jacques Vaughn is quietly doing an unbelievable job. You got guys like Ben Simmons on that team who I looked at his stats. He's averaging eight points, 6.6 rebounds, seven assists, 1.3 steals, playing 27 minutes. So he's averaging six points less than he normally does. He's averaging probably a point or two lower on his rebounds and assists, but he's playing and he was in the final play to watch for Kyrie last night, had a game winning three against Toronto. Also, Jock Vaughn's beard 
doing yeoman-like work throughout this run. As someone who is bearded, I have a, a sort of Mount Rushmore. He may make it Mount Rushmore beards, but just curious, fascinating to see that that's a team that just has so many personalities. So I'm yeah. focusing on Jacques yeah. because Nash is gone and they're playing a different way. And then the last team of, and I'm a homer, I'm not going to talk about your Knicks, but yeah. can we have some chemistry with the Lakers where someone, everyone said Russell Westbrook is the bus and the bum who's now playing as a, I'm on the record saying comeback player of the year and six man of the year yeah, now playing as a six man now he's still the plus minus when he's on the floor it's still not great but he's averaging he's really bringing energy and doing exactly what the Lakers hope we do once again point to a leader in Darvin Ham came in as a new leader and said that's the role I need you to play so I'm uh, and, and, by... and just real quick on the Lakers too I would say AD's playing better because now he doesn't have to play with Russ on the floor as much because Russ and he's also man. playing center Darvin yes. Ham said, you're a center. I know yeah. you don't want to play, but that's the position you're tailoring, in. Tailoring let's, the system to the talent, Tarlin. Let, let's not talk about Rob Palinka, who just got a, he just got a contract renewal, which I, what are you talking about? Let's not talk about that. No. But anyways, for me, fascinating, always focusing on individuals. We do want to run it back. I really, in 2023, want to talk about innovators. I want to talk about chemistry. Mm. I want to talk about leaders. We're going to get out of the NFL cycle and we're going to watch Eric Bieniemy sit on the sideline again, and I'm mm -hmm. fascinated to see whether or not any coaches, whether or not we pluck Troy Aikman out of the studio because you know they really right. love what Jeff Saturday's done for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, give people to that. That to me is what I look forward to in 2023. Awesome. Well, thanks, folks, for listening. We had a heck of a run this year. We're still running it back. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Running it back. Running it back. FM on the internet. Tarlin, happy 2023, which is on the horizon. We'll be back sometime in January once again. Thanks, as always, for joining me. No, thank you. And with that, we'll wrap it up. This is Running It Back.